uh, catechesis this morning, confession and communion. So for the last three weeks, I've been giving my best sales pitch on the sacrament of confession, but this week I need to throw a little bit of a challenge your way when it comes to confession. So we started talking about sacraments, remembering that the sacraments are the ways that God cares for us and that he does this through an outward sign of inward grace that was instituted by Christ. But another way that you can understand it and look at it is the sacraments are an extension of the heart of Jesus, that they are an extension of the ministry of Jesus while he was here on earth for us here and now today. And so because all of the seven sacraments are this extension of the heart of Jesus, they're kind of a package deal. One goes with the other. And so we cannot say that we love one, but kind of discount another one, because that's discounting a part of Christ. It's kind of like with a spouse, you can't say, well, I love your body and I love your heart, but you're kind of a dummy. You can't do that. You love your spouse. You might not like everything about your spouse, but you love your whole spouse. And so the sacraments are similar, that the sacraments are all part of Jesus and the way that he extends his love towards us in the here and now through grace. And so confession and communion are very closely tied together as sacraments. It's part of the reason why when we prepare our children for the sacraments, we prepare them for first confession and first communion in relatively short order. So all of our kids receive their first confession in the fall and they'll receive their first communion at Easter time. And confession always comes before receiving their first Holy Communion. So when we come to Mass and we say that we love the Eucharist and we desire this gift of grace that is given to us of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ, we also have to keep in mind there's preparation needed for that. That there's a way that we need to prepare ourselves to receive this divine gift. And that we've already talked about how really there's no way for us to properly prepare except by the grace of God. And so the teaching of the church is that if we have mortal sin in our life, the way to prepare to receive Holy Communion is only first through confession. And then if we don't have mortal sin in our life, then we should go to confession once a year. And so I kind of challenge you this morning, if you haven't been to confession in the last year, ask yourself, am I really prepared to receive this gift of Holy Communion, of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus? Now, the reason the church teaches this, that if you haven't been to confession, you shouldn't receive Holy Communion, isn't like a punishment, like we're trying to withhold a gift from you because you're not following the rules. Again, go back to the image of a spouse. If you get into a big argument with your spouse and you both go your separate ways for the rest of the day, and then when you come back with each other, you immediately come and give your spouse a big hug and a big kiss without having said anything. Is that going to make things better? or worse? Probably worse, because to presume that you can come in for a sign of affection before any apology has been exchanged 
is very presumptuous. And so similarly, when it comes to the Eucharist, if we come and receive the Eucharist, it does more harm than good for our soul if we haven't first properly confessed to God, offered our apology to God in preparation. And so to keep that in mind in our sacramental life as Catholics, that confession and communion are two peas in a pod, that they are tied together, that confession empties us of everything that is not of God so that we can be filled with everything that is of God when we come to receive Holy Communion.